Hi, my name is Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phelan McAleer. Welcome to the Anne and Phelan Scoop Daily Virus. What do we do on the Daily Virus, Phelan? Uh, we, um, so long since we've done it actually, we, I think we discuss the news, views, advice and madness of the pandemic. And we also tell people the date. It's Monday, November the 30th. On what week of, is that of the two week lockdown? It is week 37, that is nine and a quarter weeks, nine, nine months and a quarter of the two week flatten the curve lockdown. So I hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving. We had a really nice Thanksgiving. So actually, it's, 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 been such a, it's been such a long two-week flatten-the-curve lockdown. We've actually had a couple of more flatten-the-curve lockdowns. In. And we've actually, yeah, that's true. But let's keep with the first lockdown. Let's always yes, remember. Yes, remember that. It's only going to be two weeks. It's just going to be two weeks lockdown. And we're going to, uh, we're going to stop the, the health services being overwhelmed. That was a big problem. It never happened. Um, but it was so successful. We've had to do it twice and say, isn't that right, Anne? Okay, so tell us. In other news. Talking of lockdown. How was your Thanksgiving, Anne? Lovely. Delightful. Where did we go for Thanksgiving? We went up to a house in Malibu. We went up to a house in Malibu. Really nice house in Malibu to our friends there. Very nice. And we had more than three households. Yes. Because I'm thinking there was me and you and there was herself and herself. Well, that was technically. And themselves. No, technically that was herself and herself were kind of one household. Oh, yeah, maybe. Anyway. If someone's staying in a guest house on your premises, are they a household? So you're saying we possibly didn't break the law for Thanksgiving. Well, that's that, disappointing. That is disappointing. What did we do yesterday, Anne? Oh, we went. We became kayakers yesterday. We're now professional kayakers. We're thinking Catalina next stop, maybe Dublin. Yes. But yeah, we took the, we took a, we had a, we, we bought it. A, a friend of a friend was closing their water sports shop. I say a year ago, it was actually more than a year ago. And Phelan, in abundance of tenderness and kindness, wanted to help out and bought a kayak thinking, we could be kayakers. Well, my wife had wanted to be a kayaker. I have always wanted to be a kayaker. I've had an ambition about being a kayaker. And we live anyway, by the beach. We've sat, the kayak has sat, and yesterday the kayak... Shouting at us and going, use me, use, use me, me, use me. So we took the kayak out yesterday, and I have to say, can I just say kayaking was lovely? Um, and Get, getting there was a bit of a hassle. Lifting the kayak, putting the kayak on the back of the car, that part we're going to have to come up with some better solutions. Actually, put it on top of the car. But listening to the rest of the news today, we had a lot of news, by the way, over the last few days here in California, yeah. here in Los Angeles County particularly, uh, that we're not thankful for at all. We'll be talking about that later on in the but show. We're very thankful for you, by the way. We're all very thankful for you, and particularly for you who have donated at the unreportedstoriesociety.com. Thank you, thank you oh, very, can very I give much. Some breaking and news? can I also thank. People who have written really nice comments. Breaking news. Overnight, you may not have noticed actually. I probably don't. Although we didn't sleep much overnight. But we did not. We spent various times on our electronic devices. But guess what happened overnight? I don't know, Phil. The Obamagate movie cracked half a million viewers. Oh, fantastic. So half a million people have watched on YouTube. By the way, it could be more than half a million because they might have watched with somebody else on a big screen. And also, we, I think, are about a half million copies of the DVD are about to go out across the country yes. as well. So um, that's great. So people, you can go there to watch that, you can go to ObamaGateMovie.com, ObamaGateMovie.com. And people protested at Barbara Ferrer's house um, last who's, night. Who's, Barbara Ferrer is, as you will know, um, a favourite here on the show. Ha ha, la la, not so much. Barbara Ferrer, the uh, head of public health in California, yeah, we'll in, excuse me, in, La, in Los Angeles County, we'll who earns... Ah, 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 ah. Okay. Guess how much, I mean, you probably know if you listen to this. They do know, they do because I but, say it all the time. But we'll, we'll, this is the teaser, on. these are the teasers. 
we finally got uh, worked out what a teaser is uh, nine months in and we're not going to give away the show uh, that's a, in that's the a teaser. dig at me which is a bit early in the morning and too soon before <laughs> no it was a dig at both of us we're, we're um, just on this journey and retail is getting hammered everywhere but in LA, one shop fights back in a most delightful way. We want to share that information with you and, and, hopefully, have, and hopefully you'd support them. And we have more reasons to open schools than that even the medical experts should be able to understand. Mm -hmm. And we have awful, awful news from Japan. And at the very end of the show, I have something delightful to share that could help you um, de-stress and feel better if you're having a hard day. But starting with the awful news from here, so three different things happened here in California and a few of them happened in LA yeah. County. Yes, LA County, by the way, just for those who, who, who think LA County, you know, what's that? That is basically Los Angeles, down as far as, is it Long Beach, Palos Verdes, up as far as Malibu, out as far as God knows where, Pasadena. Uh, but it's 20 million people. I think it's the most populous county in California. But three things happened. The first thing was there's a reverse on the restaurants. So they decided, they've decided to close the restaurants for three weeks. Um, so restaurants, as you know, here in, maybe you don't know, but uh, restaurants here in California had been allowed to stay open if they could, if they could make provisions to have pe people fed outdoors. Yes. Obviously, we've got the nice weather here. So then, then they said, oh, now you have to cut your, you have to spend all this money building an outdoor structure, uh, getting desks, heaters, the whole thing, tables. And then they said, oh, we're cutting your uh, occupancy by 50%. Whatever it is, you have to now go down to 50%. And then they finally announced you're closed for outdoor dining. It was a very, very interesting, uh, when the Board of Supervisors questioned uh, the Department of Health. It was a very, very interesting exchange. What is the data that shows outdoor dining? That seems like a reasonable question, Phelan. Transmits the virus. And the answer, after nine months of a lockdown, they don't have any in LA. But you know what? We're going to shut it down anyway. Uh, they have a, an old CDC report that talks about restaurants indoor and outdoor. That's all they have. And it's not... And this is who's in charge. It's not California specific. It's not even uh, properly peer reviewed. It's you know, it's it's it's, it's, not it's really really sad. And can I say that the night before the night before this mandate came into operation, which was on the night before the eve of Thanksgiving, by the way, you know, we went out with friends because we wanted to support restaurants, and we went out and you know, everywhere you went, and we went to a few restaurants in advance of that. You know, everywhere you went, you're sympathizing with the owners yeah. of these restaurants. People are fair; they're fit for tears. Uh, but I think perhaps I'd, I'd like to think that there might be a single line, a, a silver lining in this where there was a young man at that place that we love going yeah. to film um, around the corner from here, a coffee shop, a lovely young man. And I was chatting to him and saying, how did he feel and everything? And you know, he was he was full of full of information for me. He works in the Four Seasons Hotel and he said they had 400 guests and that the guests were being told they could only have room service. Um, and he was like he was devastated and I think maybe for a young man like that who may have been a victim of the American socialist education system yeah. he might be getting a very swift education on government overreach so well, it's not, I'd like, it's not, to, it's, I'd like yeah. to think you'd that. like to say Democrat overreach I mean uh, you know this is a Democrat cities Democrat states this happens in um, you know the, the, you got to remember uh, <laughs> Yes, we're just hearing the, the trash. Uh, did you put the trash can I did, out? I did. Oh, well um, done. So we're, uh, you know, we've got 35%. Um, oh, sorry, so it's only Democrat. We were speaking to a, 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 relative, a young relative of ours who's feeling miserable because the schools aren't open. 
and uh, she, uh, you know, we, as we said to her, um, uh, this is what happens when you vote for Democrats. Yeah, we were trying to make a little point there for her so that she would learn something out of this, God help her. Yeah. Um, but so they, so they did the restaurants, then they, then they did um, a curfew. They, they did this in reverse order, yes. as you can see, film. The next thing that happened was then they decided to have a curfew. And that was a California-wide curfew that was announced on Thursday night. A mandatory overnight stay-at-home order for much of the state as COVID surged and yeah. all that. So you had so basically curfew starts at 10 p.m. till 5 right. a.m. and um, and then they did a safer. Then on top of all of that, they decided to do a safer at home order, and that's effective from the 11th until the 12th. So the 12th, oh sorry, and not look at me reading the dates wrong. From the 20th of November to the 20th of. No. The 20th of December. The 30th? 30th. Oh, the 30th, excuse me. See the, Duh. Sorry, not good at dice. And the eyesight now. Don't be bad no, no, to me about is, the eyesight. This is, this is uh, also you crazy Americans, the way you write your dates. So from the 30th of November to the 20th, 20th of, of December. December. Here's it, what they have. They have a stay for at home order. Gatherings, all public and private gatherings with individuals not in your household are prohibited, except for church services and protests. So, you know, I think that gives us a lot of options there, Phil. Well, so every time we go and meet our friends, we'll do a protest. So it's kind of a bonking ban then for, if you're not, if you're, for young people. For, uh, yeah. on, uh, if you're unmarried, no bonking. There you go. Um, now, what they're going to allow is essential retail, 35% maximum occupancy, non-essential retail, including indoor malls, 25% occupancy. And, of course, these overlords are deciding what's essential and non-essential. Yes. And we, of course, made the joke, I think we said it the last day, you do know that here in California, just to really give you a sense of how completely arbitrary and, and, how horrible, and, horrible, and horrible and hateful these people are, by the way, that essential workers, included in essential workers, are people who work in Hollywood as actors, including adult, what they call adult, what do they call it? Adult acting, you know, porn, the porn industry. Libraries open to 30% capacity and, you know, museums at 50% capacity. I don't think the museums here at, at all are open, no, by the way. Are. Mini golf and all that, horrible, horrible. But good to know that cage uh, fight is a batting cages, you know, you know, and are operating outdoors at 50% capacity. Just horrible, really, really terrible. But in a lovely move that we really appreciated, one retail outlet in Los Angeles said enough. Yeah, kits in Los Angeles. And, you know, they posted, they said, when LA was being looted on Saturday, May the 30th, by alleged peaceful protesters, Christy Tegnan. Christy Tegnan, who was married to John Legend. Yeah, was bailing out rioters and criminals. She bailed out all these people who burned stores. One of our stores were looted. And we was looted. This is, so this is them talking. Yes. On, I think it's on Kitson, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Kitson, um, posted LA. a picture of the looting and tagged Christy and her uh, best friend forever, Jen Atkin. And they made light of the situation. LA is a city that these two live in and prosper off. And, uh, you know, they, they, they also said there was a blogger trying to, to blackmail them, uh, uh, threatening to take down posts uh, or they would target the shop. Um, and Christy Tagnan uh, supported, posted a message of support to the blogger calling Kitson racist for not supporting rioting and looting. So that's it. If you're a shop and you're against rioting and looting, you can be called racist and Christy Tigan will use all the power of her celebrity to call you a racist. But nobody, no, Christy Tigan's house, her lovely home was not looted. 
you know, and and she should really offer to you know to uh, to let you know to be really an equal opportunities yeah. you know supporter of looting. Let them loot her house and see how well it goes. So what they ended up doing, which we think is just delightful, on their Kitson shop. So Kitson Los Angeles. It's at Kitson Los Angeles. You can see the photographs. They're absolutely delightful. She had. They have photographs up of Gavin Newsom. Let's see, did I make them even bigger so you could see them? Here we go. They have a photograph up here of, who's this one film? Is that Elisa Milano? I think that's Elisa Milano. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. And, it's, and she basically was the one who called to defund the police uh, while, yeah. while when she had some kind of problem in her backyard, she called 911. Yeah. And then we had the great picture of Chrissy Teigen and it's big, big, big poster of her in the front of their store saying, I will, where it quotes her, I will pay $100,000 to help rioters and criminals get out of jail. And she then, said. then, then he, he looks at the messages, um, uh, you know, um, you know, it's just saying um, all these, uh, the hypocr hypocrisy of people, you know, looking for hair cream and all that. But she's saying, oh, no, 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 I, she's going to get, she, she supports burning down retail stores. And, she, but she's, and what she's going to do is she's actually going to encourage you to burn down a lo uh, and loot because actually she'll bail you out of, of prison, she has said. And then we have a big picture. Of the, this is what Kitson also did, which we just love Kitson. And we're going to go and yeah. visit that shop and we'll show, show the photographs of ourselves there. They also, and I actually, I actually tagged them in a post on Instagram and they wrote back and said, thank you. So there's um, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Rules are for thee, not for me. Yeah, Nancy get their hair done when, when uh, hairdressers were supposed to be closed. Uh, and what they've done, by the way, outside Kitson is they've got photographs of all these people and they've put Santa hats on all of them. Yes. And then, of course, of course, of course, of course, they couldn't do it without having a big picture of our governor, Governor Newsom, with his hand to Santa hat off saying, I demand a better table at the French Laundry restaurant and I want to be seated inside with my 22 friends, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. So really just dreadful, yeah. dreadful people. So, you know, we've, we've made a feature actually of pretty much every day, I think, trying to think about children during this incredibly awful time, which is, the, you know, there's two, I think there's two populations who are hurt the hardest by age group by this, pandemic and one the more you know children and older people and the and the biggest thing that they're hurt by is isolation so the, uh, you know over the weekend i've read a lot of stories a lot everywhere they're, these stories are everywhere now by the way mm -hmm. they're just everywhere and about the terrible terrible thing that's happening to children this first one is from the cut children of quarantine what does a year of isolation and anxiety do to a developing brain long-term consequences on development are dire they include cognitive delays, learning problems, impulsivity or aggression on the one hand, and numbness or lack of affect on the other. Addiction and alcohol abuse and social difficulties, including with romantic partners and authority figures. The kids who are suffering most in this pandemic are the kids who, are, who were already suffering most. Kids with intellect, and this is really awful. Yeah. Kids with intellectual or physical disabilities, for example, whose lives depend on reliable schedules. And we know a few yeah. of these, right? You know, they really need their schedule yeah. um, and it's very, it makes them feel safe and, it, it, and, it, and it's very important for these children I'm saying with children with intellectual disabilities and physical disabilities are in person care or disconnected from their lifelines and inability to pay the bills lead, you know, and then parents you see who are unemployed because of these lockdowns uh, are obviously they're anxious, stressed and depressed and that affects children again. Um, is it possible to reverse the destructive effects of toxic stress on the developing brain? And you know what the problem is? They said, and I've read a lot of this stuff, 
there's going to be they're going to they said it's going to be a decade before they're going to realize yeah. the whole the whole expect, sense of this but psychiatric times another place that i read over the weekend said new findings about children's mental health during covid 19. um the review included 63 studies with a total of 51,576 participants. Social isolation and loneliness increased the risk of depression up to nine years later. Unbelievable. Um, and they were able to do this from using things that had happened in the past all over the world. Duration rather than intensity, isn't that interesting? Duration rather than the intensity of loneliness was the more strongly associated with mental health systems. Symptoms. Symptoms. These researchers suggest that loneliness for youth during the disease containment measures for COVID may affect future mental health of youth. It's not just terrible. Like it's very just, sad. it is it's very, very sad. And then they had, I mean, if you can talk, talk there. Like they've loads of stories, like they have a terrible story there. And this one, this story is from, from NPR. Terrible story of a toddler, a little girl who lost her mother. And when her mother died, the child suffered mutism, what they call mutism. You know, she became mute with grief or whatever. Yeah. And that little girl... Over, the, over the years... She, over, she got better. She got better. And she, she lives with her dad. But, and she got better. And she was doing great. And she's gone back into herself yeah. because of... Because of the lockdown. Not because of the pandemic. Because of the lockdowns. And because she's, she's now Zooming at school. And of course, she was taken out of school. So she's just dropped out of the Zoom classes and plays video games now so and the father says i really felt like i was out at sea at some point i give up i'm just i'm tearing up just reading that guys i'm really am yeah. it's just terrible um they're giving up hope trotter said there's nowhere to go there's nothing to do there's nothing to connect with there's just def deflatedness yeah. this is talking about about children so you know um you know they it's just terrible it's it, we had this conversation with somebody the other day yeah. it's it just terrible that the medical profession have just shrugged their shoulders and given up on everything they said they knew yeah they've, they've or said, said they cared about they, they had said for years we were all taught that you have to take the whole person into account that disease doesn't work and you know there's not this one thing that everything is connected we all bought that and i it's completely believable of course it is one part of your life will affect another that pain is centralized you know all this kind of stuff mm -hmm. and suddenly now all of these medical professionals have given up and decided there's only one thing that you can get sick with there's only one thing that you can die of and nothing else will affect you and and these unfortunately this constant multiplication of the truth coming out has got to make these people stop and start to to reopen the world reopen everything yeah. stop the lockdown the lockdown doesn't help did you see Bill de Blasio has just announced he's going to reopen schools you know in, in the York. elementary schools in, elementary yeah. schools but but it's like so you're wrong and so actually so so apologize you apologize know? but also people have been saying for months now there's no evidence that children transmit the disease and he's going we're reopening schools there's no evidence children you were told this months ago yeah you were told this months ago but you you're controlled by the teachers unions so you wanted to keep them closed and there's only the massive backlash from parents that forced you into it. this has nothing to do with science because the science was there months ago so you're just a bad person who don't who doesn't care about children yeah you're just a politician you're just a politician trying to satisfy your base, trying to satisfy the teachers' unions rather than care for children. Yeah. Shame on you forever. Like, shame on you forever because I remember somebody telling me that. I used to be a teacher many years ago and I remember somebody saying that teachers affect eternity because 
the child would never forget the way you talked to them. The way, the way you talked to them, they'd never forget it. And the way you looked at them when you said it. You know, that, that the, the teachers have, at a particular moment in children's lives, when they're, when they're vulnerable, the, the teacher does have a huge effect. And those teachers are out of those children's lives now. And those children are out of each other's lives now. And some parents, and we have seen it, I have seen these people, the way their parents, by the way, are parents, the way they have been terrorized by the media and by politicians, the way they are treating their children to make, and you know the way that a lot of the left talk about the othering, the othering, you know, you talk about othering. You know, when I think about that woman I met on the path the other day, who took her child and show, you know, pushed her child into the side of the road to make sure that she wouldn't be anywhere near me because I wasn't wearing a mask. And she held the side of the child's head. This is awful stuff, really awful stuff. But um, people are, you know, they, remember that lady on the canals the other day who coughed? Oh yeah, she, tell that story. Yeah, yeah so I, I, we were, it was a group of four and I, uh, there was two of us <sighs> and two people 20 metres behind us. And uh, we were past this woman who, who started coughing. I thought, Intentionally coughing. Well, I felt it was intentional, but you thought, I was thinking you wouldn't, you know, she was wearing a mask, I wasn't, but I was thinking you wouldn't intentionally cough at someone. And uh, then she, she met the, the group behind us and they weren't wearing a mask either. And she started coughing again. She was, you know, so she was attacking us for not wearing a mask because that was dangerous. But her way of, 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 showing that was to dangerously cough apparently it, it, yeah with on her metrics was to actually try and hurt us hurt us assault yeah. us assault us. I, I if i meet her again now the, luckily the canals will be very close because <laughs> i'll tell you i'm going to throw her in the canals no you're not so um in other awful news yes, by I the am. way and uh, japan recorded and japan record this is an awful headline yeah. japan recorded over 2100 suicides in october as you were as you were explaining to me now and that's more the deaths than COVID. but as you were explaining it's to me more deaths than co well more yes, deaths yes. than COVID. yeah yeah and and in japan and the uh, yeah, so sorry, more, more. Yeah, that's actually more people died from suicide last month in Japan than from COVID in all of 2020, and women have been impacted most. Now, there's some context to this. Japan has a very, very high rate of suicide. However, as you were saying, and this article explains it, they have made great efforts and they've managed to reduce yeah. the rate of suicide uh, significantly uh, in recent years. However, COVID has completely destroyed that progress. Yes. And we now have this very depressing statistic that more people died of suicide in one month than died in the previous... In the whole year. 10 months. From, from, from COVID, COVID, you know. Um, and interestingly enough, and obviously, you know, this, there'll be research done on, on these lockdowns forever. In Japan, government statistics show suicide claimed more lives in October than COVID-19 has over the entire year to date. The monthly number of Japanese suicides rose to 2,153 in October. And actually the point I wanted to make here, yeah, Japan is one of the few major economies to disclose timely suicide data. For example, here in the United States, the most recent data is from 2018. So it's kind of, a, it's a, you yeah. know, there, there are few, so, that, so it's a pity by the way, that countries don't more accurately um, measure what people are dying of, because that information, particularly this year, yeah. would be very, very valuable. But um, I'm very sorry to read that about Japan. I mean, there is, there are very peculiar things about the, the way Japan 
operates the way people you know um, live. live and how they you know how they as you say it has a high suicide rate but they have made progress and it's been completely wiped out completely wiped out all, all of right. that has been wiped out um so that's it for today it's uh, kind of it for today but i have to give something to people at the end of this because i feel like there was a lot of sadness in this and i i have to say something that i would you know and this will take you i think about three minutes um, I couldn't sleep last night. There's a lot of problems with sleeping at the moment. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on with us. But I would recommend, highly recommend, uh, to listen. And I found that you can listen to this on YouTube, by the way. So if you want to find this, go to Anne McElhenney, my Facebook page, Anne McElhenney Facebook page. And I posted it last night. And it's O Magnum Mysterium, sung by the Nordic Chamber Choir. And... It's abs- and it's really interesting because I chose it. I have been listening to it and I hadn't worked out what the words were. It's obviously in Latin. And then I looked up the words last night and interestingly enough, extremely timely for the season we're in, it is, um, oh, great mystery and wonderful sacrament that animals should see the newborn Lord lying in a manger. Blessed is the virgin whose womb was worthy to bear Christ the Lord. Alleluia. And it's the Latin text from the Matins of Christmas that tells of the mystery of the birth of Christ, one of the greatest celebrations in the Christian tradition. Yes. So. Um, and people should listen to that. Go to. What, the, what is it again? Then, so, and, and also, if you can't find my Facebook page, you can try and look this up. It's on YouTube. On YouTube, but it's, but there's loads and loads of different versions of it. I want you to listen to this version, which is a Nordic chamber choir, O Magnum Mysterium. And but go to the Anne McElhenney Facebook page, A-N-N-M-C-E-L-H-I-N-N-E-Y, Anne McElhenney Facebook page. And find it. And, and find then it. the other thing I would say that, and it's funny, I'm in contact with a very good friend of mine who's a psychiatrist, by the way, in Monaco. And she has found, and I have found, and a few other friends as well, that cooking is very helpful. And she actually, by the way, has made her Christmas cake. And she is recommending to us, Phelan, but I don't think we're going to do it. She recommends that we should make mince meat. And Americans don't maybe know what that is, which is the, you know, there's no meat. There's no meat in it, right? It's It's a very British thing. It's a very British thing that you make for Christmas and you make mince pies. And it's basically, you know, lots and lots of different fruits that are dried, mixed with sugar, of course, lots of sugar. And I think there's brandy in there too. And you make it into this quite dense, it's um, it's like a dense, very dense mixture which you put into a short crust pastry and bake in the oven and it's outrageously nice and you have it with clotted cream if you're lucky yeah so cook listen to O Magnum Magisterium and have a great day and we will talk to you tomorrow thanks bye bye